your will be done, Father. In Jesus' name. Hello. <clears throat> good morning, Savannah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed. Thanks. All right. So my wife said, there's this gal. You got to have her on your show. Why? Tell me why. What's what's happening in Savannah's life that it, we got to do this? Well, so I met her at um, at the Tampa Bay, um, the Christmas caroling outside of the abortion clinic. And yeah, I work I work for live action. I work for pro-life organizations. I did crisis pregnancy counseling when I was younger. And uh, I travel and I speak to young people about that. Well, that's pretty cool. So my wife's, uh, one of her heroes is Lila Rose. Yes, she, yeah. she's amazing. I mean, she's, the thing that I say about her is she is probably one of the most authentic and genuine people you will ever meet inside and outside the pro-life movement. And I think it's amazing because she, there's a lot of people who have a lot of really cool stories who are in the pro-life movement for like, you know, because they, they may have had an abortion or they knew someone who had an abortion. She's in it because when she was 15, she saw that this was the greatest human rights crisis and she wanted to spend her life fighting for it. And so I think that's just huge that she saw this huge evil when she was a teenager and is still continuing the fight for it. And now she runs the largest um, global organization for human rights. So do you have a similar story with it? Actually, my story is kind of similar to hers. I did not start live action, but when I, when I was, yeah, I mean, I mean, I have, I have a story that maybe yeah, you want to yeah. wait for the podcast or do you want me to tell you now? No, no, no. We'll, okay. we'll jump into Give it. Give me one second. I'm going to close my closet door. Is this recorded uh, audio and visual, correct? Correct. Okay, perfect. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. All right. And where are you based? You guys must be based in the Tampa Bay area. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Favorite okay. city in the U.S. Yes, it's, it's beautiful. I, I moved here from Chicago. Oh, are you in Tampa now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. What part? Uh, well, not Tampa. I'm in Clearwater. Okay. I just say Tampa Bay area, but yes. Oh, I'm right nice. across the bridge to Clearwater. Awesome. My wife and babies oh, just which... went. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say my wife and babies just spent the day at Clearwater Beach yesterday. So, Oh, really? That's so funny. I was there in the afternoon. That's so funny. Yeah, and I'm going to take the, the mall to the beach today. Oh, that's nice. You got to enjoy this 80-degree weather, you know? Yes, it's it's a blessing, that's for sure. I just Can got back from Atlanta, and it was 27 degrees. And Atlanta, was Georgia was 27? Uh-huh. What? In the nighttime, yeah. And there was like oh, 45 during the day. And I yeah, was like, I was in the whole weekend. It was miserable. I was in Washington, D.C. last week, the whole week for the March for Life and some other things. And it was rough. It was rough. That's for sure. Rough. <laughs> right, what do you want to take care of? You said you want to go do something. Oh, no, you're good. I just had to close my closet door. Okay. Awesome. All right. So what are you hoping to come out of today's conversation? What makes it a win for you? Um, well... 
I, I don't know, but whatever you would like. I, I mean, typically when I go on podcasts, I like to tell my story and then tell people how they can get involved in the pro-life movement. Okay. Got it. All right. All right. We got your website, savspeakslife.com. Yes. Da, da, da. Your Insta. Cool, cool, cool. Classy Chicks Podcast. How long you been doing that? Um, about a year. Just just a year. How do you like it? Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh I I started it because I was running a podcast for my work in Chicago. I worked for Illinois Right to Life and it was called Life Chat and we discussed the pro-life movement, but I wanted to, uh, I was speaking to young people and so I wanted to reach more young women. Mm. And I I knew that we needed to talk about more than just uh, abortion, than just that issue directly. I knew that we needed to talk about lifestyle, about living a full culture of life. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna start a podcast that's geared, that's more of a lifestyle podcast geared towards young women. And it's really cool because when I travel around the country and I meet young women, they come on my podcast and tell their story. So I absolutely love doing it. That's smart. You're showing, hey, I'm concerned about the wholeness of a woman, not just this one situation in her life. Exactly. Yeah. Take away that argument from the other side. That's right. (laughs) Smart, smart. All right. Cool, cool. Uh, Any questions or comments from me before we get into your story today? so i'm pretty i'm yeah i'm pretty pretty open to anything any question you would have um yeah all right cool and quick housekeeping savannah to clarify you grant me joseph warren unlimited worldwide distribution rights to this recording correct yep excellent Okay. And just to represent you to what this show is all about, Broken Catholic, uh, number one podcast on Apple for Protestants and Catholics. So we really stand for unifying Christians. And after 500 years of fighting each other, uh, I think we're like, um, we occur like little uh, prideful children in God the Father's house arguing over who daddy loves more. And I think it's just ridiculous, right? And right now, when we have a culture of darkness spreading the way it is, uh, we need to unify. We're on the same side. Um, So we really stand for that, um, crossing the aisle. And uh, the way I find commonality between Protestants and Catholics is through our stories. We all have the same human struggles, you know, at the the end of the day. So we're going to share your story and what God's been doing in your life. What is he... Uh, have for you? Um, what is he asking you to do? Where have you cooperated? Where have you resisted? And uh, what is he having for you next? How does that sound? Wonderful. All right. Love it. And we're standing for God transforming the life of one listener somewhere on planet Earth through our conversation. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. <clears throat> do you have any sort of mini bio? Yeah, I have a bio. You want me to send it to you real quick? Yeah, just throw it in the chat, would you? Okay. Give me one second to give it up. Mm-hmm. I have what on your website, but it's kind of like... Okay, yeah, no, I have I have a bio. Um, I figured as a speaker, I'm like, where's her bio? Let me actually real quick. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I listened to a few um, episodes beforehand. So I think I know, you know, a little bit what the vibe's going to be like. Good. Did you enjoy the show? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Loved how engaging it was. All right, good. I like the intro from Scott Hahn. Oh, yeah? Go Scott. Pretty cool. We were uh, having breakfast with he and his wife, Kimberly, and Fallon's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous to talk with her. I was like, would you just go say hello? (laughs) She did, and it was awesome, and Kimberly's Uh and all that, so. Yeah. All right. There you go. Oh. So it's a little bit. This is my bio. It's a little. Wait. Oh, I sent it twice, I think. No, I didn't. Did you write me a book? That's my bio that I give to people. <laughs> book. Oh, jeez. All right, cool. <laughs> it's kind of. I, I am not working through of, that. Uh, what? I am not going to try to filter through all that. No. Nah. All right. Uh, well, <clears throat> give me three or four sentences in the chat. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Highlight. Hey, you showed up unprepared. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, three to four sentences in the chat, just high level um, bio. Three to four sentences. That's it. Or bullet points, just bam, bam, kind of like a, your Insta. Or we could just use that. All right, one second. Host of Classy Chicks podcast. <laughs> Does marketing at live action. And then I'll give you some time to fill in the gaps on the intro, okay? All right, is that good? Let's see. Making you work here, huh? <laughs> Pearl like added base at 10 flush. She currently works in the market for live action. It has a podcast and let's go. See what I'm saying? It's just right to it. Let's go. You always <laughs> want to have a short okay. mini bio, right? For press. Yeah, I think I have a mini bio, but I don't know where it is. That was just my bio that I gave for a speaking thing this weekend. God. They wanted a longer one, so I'm, yeah. No, definitely, yeah. You should have a long and short. Uh, how do you pronounce the last name? Dudzik. Dudzik. Yes. Dudzik, got it. Okay, cool. Let's go. All right, uh, are you fine with me doing a quick uh, prayer before we get into it? Of course. Let's do this. Called a surrender prayer. It's for our egos. Okay, okay. here we go. I'll lead. Heavenly Father, we surrender to you our time together where two or more are gathered in your name. Here you are. Thank you for what you're about to do today, Father. Thank you for your daughter, Savannah. Thank you for the calling you've put on her life. Thank you for her obedience to follow it, regardless of fear and uncertainty. Father, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit, speak through Savannah today. Speak your words into the hearts and minds of our listeners. We ask that you transform the life of one listener somewhere on planet Earth. That they take that action that they're scared to take. Fill them with courage. Bring your light into the darkness of their lives. And we surrender all outcomes and results of this conversation to you, Father, so that only you are glorified 
And we ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Now we could say whatever we want. <laughs> All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Today, my featured guest is Savannah Dudzik, and she is a pro-life activist based out of Tampa, Florida, right here with me. She currently works in marketing for live action. She has a podcast, and she writes for a pro-life fashion company. She's also a pretty young, savvy female, right? Typically, when you think of activists in the pro-life movement, you think of, I don't know, grandma, you know, you think of your nanny um, and here she is, you know, and I don't know her age yet, but she looks pretty young here and she's out being courageous in the marketplace, protecting little babies and speaking. What's that? I, I said, thank you for that intro. <laughs> You're welcome. And speaking on behalf of their mommies. And she's really invested in both. And God has called her to something pretty great. The way she got on this show is uh, she was speaking somewhere and my wife ran into her. And my wife's like, Joseph, you got to have this girl on your show. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and here she is today. And we're going we're gonna to speak about what God's been doing in her life. What is he calling her to do in the lives of others? And... BC Nation, as you're listening today, listen, abortion is a controversial subject, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's a matter of conscience. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Forget the political narrative. You know there's a baby inside a woman when you see that little baby bump on her. You know that's a baby. You know it's a human life coming out soon. And it has an entire life predestined by its creator. You know that. So why do we want to end that life? Why do we get pulled into the narrative of the evildoers that say, ah, oh, that's a clump of cells. There's nothing there. Well, so are you at one point. Would you call yourself a clump of cells now and give up all your rights? Come on. We got to like just get right to the thing, right to the thing. All right. So Savannah, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on Apple for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and fill in some of the gap, gaps in that intro, would you? Well, thank you so much, Joseph. And I am, I'm so blessed to be here and I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, I never would have thought that as a 21-year-old, I would be living in Tampa, Florida, across the country from my family, who lives up north, I grew up in the Chicagoland area, but now they live in Wisconsin. But God truly does great things with those who um, who listen to him, who listen to his voice, and who follow where he calls. And I'm just very blessed to be in this fight for the fight for the preborn, this fight that is, you know, more relevant today than ever. It's always it's always been an issue, and for the past fifty years. It has been something that, like you said, you might, you know, especially 40 years ago, you might think of pro-life activists as like, you know, your grandpa who goes outside in abortion clinic and prays like 
kind of kind of not really in the young people's sphere mm -hmm. but in the past 10 years or so i really think that young people have risen up there are so many young people i know who work full-time in the pro-life movement and it's because this really is an issue for young people the people that planned parenthood are is targeting are not the older people i mean the older people have a, a huge role to play in this but Planned Parenthood is targeting people ages 18 to 24. That's the largest demographic of women who get abortions. And so we need to be the largest demographic of people who speak up and say that we don't want abortions, that we, we don't need abortion to be successful, and that America can do so much better for us. Mm. Let's start right there. One of the biggest narratives that is pushed by the other side, by Planned Parenthood, is that uh, if you have this baby or go through with this pregnancy they don't use the word baby obviously but if you go through with this pregnancy uh you're giving up the rest of your life you're giving up all your hopes and dreams and it's either you or this clump of cells so why throw your life away just go ahead and take this pill or do the simple procedure and we'll take care of it for you and give you your life back like that's Pretty much what they're selling. Speak to that, would you? Why is right. that well, true I mean, or why is that false? I mean, there's so many, there's so many aspects to that, but it's just completely false. It's just a lie because, um, so one, one of the things about my background is I did crisis pregnancy counseling for a year, about two years ago. And I saw in those conversations and those discussions with these women, the women who kept their babies, they, there are so many testimonies. There are thousands and millions of testimonies of these women saying, my life would not be what it was today if I didn't have this baby. Or I would have gone off the deep end even farther if I didn't have this baby. Like this baby saved me. So first of all, there are so many of these stories. Second of all, um, it's a lie that you have an abortion and go back to daily life. It's They're selling you this, this lie that you can have this quote unquote procedure, right? And then the next day, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be the same. Well, if you look at it, if you look at it factually, if you end a human life inside of you, it doesn't make any sense that you're going to go back to daily life and everything's just going to be fine. There is the statistics on women who suffer from literally everything imaginable after abortion are insane. It's like the risk of suicide goes up like over 100%. The risk of mental health disorders is like 200%. Uh, the risk of infertility is like goes up 50%. Um, all these statistics, all these crazy statistics that if you put this in front of any woman and said, look, like, does this look like something that's going to help you or harm you? And didn't tell them what it was. If you didn't tell them that it was abortion, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm staying away from whatever that is, right? So um, our culture is feeding us this narrative and it just gets more and more ridiculous by the day. I don't know if you've heard, but the big thing right now is Walgreens and CVS are now selling the abortion pill. Mm -hmm. Now, some people think, oh, they're selling birth control or oh, they're selling plan B. No, they're selling the abortion pill. They're selling literally something that you take. It's two pills actually. And you take it and it basically gives a woman contractions, right? Gives a woman contractions and kills her baby, expels the baby in her bathroom and she gets this from walgreens without a prescription without an ultrasound she can take this and not even be pregnant it's crazy it's crazy how far the left has gone to normalize abortion and how many lives they're actually 
hurting and possibly killing from this. Um, there, there have been many women who've died from the abortion pill because who are you supposed to go to when you take an at-home, it's an at-home abortion, which is what they, you know, say that they're fighting against is we don't want women to do do-it-yourself abortions. That's literally what the abortion pill is. It's a do-it-yourself abortion. Who are you going to call when you, when you take it, when you're too far along, right? And you expel this, this actual baby in your toilet, you're going to call Walgreens? Like what? That's ridiculous. So all this to say, there's this narrative, there's a there's a few common narratives that the pro-choice movement, the pro-abortion movement is using, has used for years now. And really, this past few years, we've come to realize how absolutely ridiculous they are and how um, many people aren't even using these narratives anymore. They're saying, oh, look, you know, actually, it, it is a baby, but I can kill it because I, I want to have my life back. But I mean, you see, like I said, there are so many stories. Um, Live Action just re released this campaign last year called Can't Stay Silent. And it it is the stories of women who have had abortions and how that's how that's harmed them. So abortion does not help women. And there are crisis pregnancy centers. There are great organizations such as Let Them Live that will help women with literally anything they need during and after pregnancy. Savannah, you brought up some powerful uh, things that many of us may not know. Uh, I've recently heard about the Walgreens and CVS baby killing take home pill uh, that you could just pick up, right? You just pick up, right. take it home. And I think you bring up a good point. It's a reasonable point. What if something goes wrong mm -hmm. at home, ladies, and you take this? Say you choose to take it, okay. And something goes wrong, like Savannah says, you're too far along. What if there's a complication? What if the baby doesn't fully come out? What if the baby gets stuck? What if there's major bleeding that happens? What if? There's a lot of what ifs that can happen with this. Who are you going to call? Yeah, literally. And here's the thing. I mean, as women, like I'll admit to this, I don't read when, when I'm going to take some sort of medicine, some sort of Tylenol, you know, sometimes I take an extra Tylenol or sometimes I don't, yes. you know, read the instruct like when you're supposed to take this exactly. Right. We don't, we, sometimes as women, we're just like, you know, we're going to, we're going to do this and hopefully it works. Right. What's to say, you know, I, I mean, we don't even know yet what's going to happen, but there's, I, I mean, I'm just guessing there's going to be so many women who don't, who don't look and just just think you can take the abortion pill at any time right mm -hmm. and like like it's just it's it's gonna be a mess it's gonna be even more of a mess than what we're already seeing and it's just really so ironic to me because one of the hugest things right after Roe I was at the Supreme Court right after Roe right after Roe was overturned sorry uh during the Dobbs decision in June of this year and one of the things that the, the pro-abortion people were screaming at me were yelling at me was you're going to make women do at-home abortions now. Like women are going to have to do at-home abortions. Well, what is this? It's an at-home abortion and you're literally selling it to them. So what does this say? It says that you don't care about women. You care about making a profit. That's what you care about. Mm. So Planned Parenthood uh, definitely is the big gorilla that's pushing the entire abortion movement, movement forward, right? And they're, they're protected they're like a protected sacred cow. 
you know, <laughs> and it's, it's unfortunate, right? And they're well-funded, uh, they're loud, and the online platforms protect them. And anyone who speaks out against them can be canceled very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so fear is the weapon of choice. Fear is the weapon of choice. Uh, whether it be your work with live action or your work uh, as an activist just out on the streets or you know on sidewalks with people, how do you fight against such a scary weapon such as fear that's being used? And how do you have success with that? Yes, that's, that's a big question. And that's a big question that I think that all of us who work in the pro-life movement ask ourselves um, again and again, because there's this, there's this picture of, there's this picture of the big, scary Planned Parenthood industry. And I would, I would argue as well, I wrote a blog post on this yesterday, the media, right? The media. And everyone's like, the media is so against us. The media is never going to cover us. Like, why should we even try? And there's a few things I'd like to say about this. One, in regards to this fear, this fear mechanism of Planned Parenthood's just huge. They control the online platforms. The media controls, like the media is controlled by pro-abortion people. My my argument is, well, we need to be the media then. Why don't we, why don't we um spread the truth? Live action reaches millions of people with mm-hmm. all their online platforms each. Um they they we reach mil- millions of people. Um, because we have decided we are going to be the media, right? We are going to be that voice of truth in a culture of darkness. And we're going to, we're going to combat when, when things are released. uh, There was this, this viral article by the, by the guardian a few months, actually probably like six months ago. I don't know if you heard about it, but it was a picture of what a baby looks like at six weeks. And it was literally, it was like tissue. It was literal tissue. That's not scientifically accurate. Like you look up on Google, what does a baby look like at six weeks? And it's like, you know, a little baby form, right? So we said, no, guardian, this is not accurate. This is not what a baby looks like. And we spread the truth. You know, this is actually what a baby looks like. Now, in regards to fear and in regards to um, the scariness, because it, it is really scary. I had an experience with this um Last week, I was at uh, in Washington, D.C. for a week because the National March for Life was held. And we also had a bunch of different conferences. Um, I spoke at some panels and we did we did some undercover videos at the the Women's March, the quote unquote Women's March, which is a very pro-abortion, very evil march uh, that happens after the March for Life. Well, I had been to women's local women's marches before, but I'd never been to a national one. And the the evil in that space is indescribable. These people, they're they're screaming, they're shouting profanities, they're they're like flailing their arms, they're pushing people. We had someone who had to get taken away by an amb- ambulance because she, she was punched. Um, the the amount of evil is almost indescribable there, and that is a big question. Like, how do you deal with that? And especially people ask me because like. You know, there, there's a bunch of men there who are just like, you know, just standing there and like being stoic. But they're like, OK, how do you as a young woman deal with this? And the, the thing is, they use they use personal attacks as well. They'll attack your your looks. They'll attack your marital status. They'll attack what you're doing with your life. Right. As young women, it's hard enough for us to have good self-esteem. How do we handle when our self-esteem is totally just crushed? Right theoretically, totally crushed by people who we don't even know. 
Well, I mean, the answer to that is prayer. If I didn't have a good prayer life, I would not be doing this stuff. If I didn't have a good prayer life, I would not be working in the pro-life movement. I would be working somewhere else. I'm not, I'm just going to say that I would not be doing this because, um, it is truly, if you, and I've, I've seen this, there's been times in my life when I have not had a good prayer life and I've just been like so bogged down by my work and I've not been, I've not been sure why. And I'm just like, this is terrible. We're never going to end abortion. <laughs> like, what am I doing? But, you know, with prayer and with, um and with community as well, with community, with having people of like-mindedness and especially having women who are, who are in this together, who are around my same age, that is, that is just priceless. And that allows me and allows all of us to say, Hey, we're doing like, we're doing this for a greater good and people are going to attack us. But that's what Jesus says. You know, Jesus says, you're going to be persecuted. If we weren't persecuted, we're doing something wrong. Uh, there's a good quote from Fulton Sheen. That's, um, I think it's from Fulton Sheen. I could be wrong. If you don't stand for anything, or if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I'm pretty sure it's from a bunch of different people have said that quote, but it, it, regardless, it's true. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And um, there's a huge temptation uh, to try to to fit into the culture, you know, to to just put my pro-life beliefs on the back burner, right? I don't have to mm-hmm. tell everyone I meet what I believe, you know, um, but that's not, that's not the most fruitful and rewarding way to live, you know, and, and you see that. And once you start living that way, you'll see that it's just, it's, it's a beautiful way to live. You know, there are going to be people who hate you, but those people who hate you, you know, maybe someday they'll, they'll figure out, you know, maybe, maybe she's onto something. So that's what I, that's what I pray for. Savannah, that's pretty awesome. So thank you for speaking to that and just your own challenges personally, as a young lady, Uh, taking on all this fear from the other side um, and realizing that your strength's not enough, right? So you rely on, on Christ and, and just making sure that you're always plugged into heaven in your prayer life uh, as your source and never be the source, right? Cause you just run dry. I, I agree completely with that. Um, What specifically do you want to say to uh, other young ladies out there or other young men um, as far as they feel like, I don't know my purpose. I don't think I'm being called to anything, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? They're not standing for anything, but they stand against everything, right? They're, they have an opinion on every matter, but they actually stand Mm -hmm. for nothing. That's interesting. Yeah. Why, what do you want to say to them? Is there an opportunity here in the uh, protecting babies and mommy space for them to be called into and find fulfillment and find purpose and a community just like them and just like you? Yeah. Well, I would say a few things on that. I would say, first of all, it's, I, I don't find my purpose in my work. I don't find my purpose in the pro-life movement. I find my purpose in God and God has called us to know, love and serve him. That being said, there are ways that each person is called to do that. And I truly believe that every person is called, if every person recognized that there are over 2000 people being killed in America every day, if every person actually could comprehend that, right? And could, and saw that and was like, hey, like this is extremely wrong. There was this one time I was at this, I was giving a talk to middle schoolers. And I was like, I started the conversation with, like, I'm so excited to be here, guys, but did you guys hear that there were 2,000 people killed today in America? And they were like, what? 
no, I didn't know that. Once I explained to them, these middle schoolers, you know, how, how old are middle schoolers? They were, you know, 11, 12, 13. They were like, we got to do something. And if every person had that attitude of we got to do something, like our lives on hold until we end this. There's a Holocaust going on in America right now, this second. If everyone had that attitude, I think abortion would be over. I think abortion would be ended. I think that right now, one of the biggest things that you can do is get involved. And there are so many different ways. Um, if you go to Live Action's website, there's opportunities to volunteer. If you look up local crisis pregnancy centers in your area, there's ways to volunteer. If you DM me, I will help you. I've helped so many people get involved in their local communities. Um, if you're in Tampa, definitely reach out. But there, there. So, so that being said, my purpose is not in my work for the pro-life movement, but I do think that I'm fulfilling my purpose through being involved. But to to young women, especially, um, there's a lot there's a lot of pressures that society is putting on you, right? There's pressures to uh, get married really young sometimes in the in the Christian Catholic community. There's those pressures, right? If you're not married by 21, there's something wrong with you. I, I've I've experienced that all growing up. Um, there's that pressure. And there's there's pressures of, oh, you, like you need to find a really good job. Oh, you need, you know, you you should have a certain group of friends. And sometimes all those pressures put together were like, I, especially for young women, I've seen this in my friends, I see this in myself. I'm like, I can't handle all this. Like this is too much. This is too much to deal with. And one thing that has really helped me is um finding a good group of girls finding a good community because I have the tendency to say I can do it all myself and that's not true you need people you need people in your life and if you can't find a good community in person find a community online we have uh if you go to the classy chicks podcast instagram you know and start talking to some some of the girls in the comments they'll they'll love talking to you um if you go there there's another great catholic podcast that i don't know if you've heard about but it's it's also it's two young catholic women they're a little older they're in their early 30s uh what in the dang hack podcast they have a great community um finding finding that community and finding those people who um who kind of have similar goals in life as you, that is definitely priceless. And that's something that I feel like some of these girls who are meeting who are kind of just like kind of lost and like unsure of where to go. Once you find people who are kind of, who are living their life for God that you can live your life with, that's that's priceless. Awesome. May I ask you some personal questions now? Of course. Excellent. Um, how many, do you have siblings? I have five younger brothers. I love them all. They live up north, and I definitely miss them. But uh, I I go to see them every few months. So, so you're the big sister. Mm-hmm. Five yes. younger brothers. Awesome. Yes, the youngest what, is six. Well, he just turned seven. Excellent. What uh, faith denomination did, were you raised in? Catholic. Got Roman it. Catholic. Got it. All right. Excellent. And was that a difficult decision for your parents um, to agree with for you to move to Tampa? while the rest of the family stayed behind or moved? Um, no. So it's actually, it's actually a little bit of a story. So I, when I, right out of high school, I, I was going to community college and I thought I wanted to be a teacher, uh, an elementary school teacher. But then I, I was very involved in the pro-life movement growing up. My dad was, uh, led our pro-life group at church 
And my mom did uh, phone calls for aid for women, which is a crisis pregnancy center. And so I always kind of knew about it and was involved, but didn't, it wasn't like at a, the forefront of my mind. It was kind of just something that I did for volunteering on the side. Well, once I got into college and I started up a students for life group at my college, I just saw dozens and dozens of women coming up every day. So confused. Like this was probably, this was like four years ago. Nobody knew what was going on. Like nobody knew what abortion was. Nobody knew what the difference between plan B and the abortion pill was. I was just like, oh my gosh, there's just such this lack of knowledge. I need to do something. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe I won't be a teacher. Maybe I will teach people about the pro-life movement. So I started looking and seeing ways I could get involved. And eventually I landed an internship with Illinois Right to Life. And then I went on to be the full-time communications assistant for a few years. I was working in downtown Chicago. It was great. I was kind of living this life of like this, you know, city girl working in the pro-life movement, but like also having a ton of fun in the city. It was wonderful. Well, this was also around COVID time and after COVID and after COVID. And so um, Chicago, I don't know how much you've heard about Chicago, but Chicago is very dangerous right now. It was getting to be so dangerous that there was something, something terrible going on every, like everywhere I went, every day, everywhere I went. And I was like, I cannot live as a young adult in this city. Like, it's just, I'm going to die, you know, <laughs> especially, and especially right before, right. Uh, as the Dobbs, case was was kind of coming down and like that kind of stuff and I was also feeling like there was I needed to expand my reach and I wanted to be in an area where there was a good conservative Christian presence and expand from there because I was feeling like um in the Chicagoland area there's only so much you can do because of just all the rules and regulations it's just not not um not compatible with not very compatible with Christian Christian life I felt Hmm. so I was like well I know I have friends and I also have some extended family who live in Florida. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to move down across the country and, you know, embark on my own as a young person and start speaking in Tampa and grow from there. And my, my parents are, were extremely supportive. They're extremely supportive of my work. And I also continued working for Illinois Right to Life for a few months. So I was coming up almost every month. So long story short, um, my parents were very supportive. Um, it, it is hard. I do miss my family, but I see them all the time. So um, it, it, it was a good decision. That's pretty awesome. I wanted to ask you personally, in your prayer life, in your quiet time with God, um, what has he been telling you or asking you to do? What does he have next for you? Well, I think it's it's funny because once in a while, I I think in my head, you know, I have I have this little thought that, oh, I like I, I need to, I don't want to work in the pro life movement anymore. You know, I want to do something easier because it's it's difficult. Like I was saying before, it's difficult sometimes. And I'm like, oh, you know, all my friends are just working these like corporate jobs or whatever, and they just get off work and they're just like free, and they don't have all these thoughts in their head constantly. There's not this news stuff that comes up that you have to fly somewhere, and like their life is just a lot easier. It, it seems to me, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then I start praying again and then I start reading my Bible and I, I like to try to say a rosary every single day. And I, I know that's not where God's calling me. You know, I know that's not where God's calling me. And I think that, um, I think that especially for a lot of young people, there's this temptation to live this, to try to find the easiest way to live. Like to try, like what is the easiest way to live, you know? And I don't think the easiest way is always the best way. And I think that, um, 
I think I think that that's that's something God's been telling me lately is that the easiest way is not always the best way, and a lot of the times it's not the best way at all. <laughs> For sure, I think uh, you know chasing um, passive a passive life, uh, passive income, all these things. Though it sounds good and it's so attractive, uh, I get to work with and coach a lot of the men that have uh, achieved it. And hmm. they found comfort and financially, right, in their business, all of it. And uh, they fill their life with pacifiers, right, right? Uh, of addictions and other things because they're exactly. bored. They're just so bored and without purpose now. Mm -hmm. um, so it comes with a whole other set of challenges and struggles in their life. So I agree with you. Um, there's parts of life that should be hard, that mm -hmm. should be challenging so that you're actually growing. And when you're not growing, right. you're dying, right? So exactly. this is the lie I think the enemy has is like, especially for young people, like you shouldn't have to take on, life shouldn't be hard. It should be comfortable. Right. It should be easy. And it's like, yeah, well, then you're just slowly dying, right? So, exactly. So. Exactly. All right. Savannah. Um, where have you resisted God's will in your life? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I mean, I, I will say that there is, there is one thing that I, that is, uh, that is a pattern over the past few years. Hmm. I was in a very serious relationship and I was going to get married and that, that ended terribly. And I found, I found my passion again. I found what I wanted to do. And one of the things that I think was was not great about that time was I was um, I had this sort of uh, toxic view towards men. Right. I had this view that was th there's a lot of girls who are like, you know, man, crazy, like want, want to get married right away. Like I was kind of saying earlier, but there's also the other side of women who are just like have been so burned by men that they're just like, I don't want to have anything to do with the dating scene. I don't want to do that. And so I think that. Uh, in the past, that that was that was a pattern for me for a good two years. And in the past six months, I've been praying a lot and been like, okay, okay, God, I'm ready for this again. You know, if you, if you want to open the door for me for that, then I'm ready for that. So that's one thing that I, I would encourage, you know, young women, if if you've been burned in the past by a guy, and th this happens a lot when, when we're very young, I think, and when we have like our first love, and then it just goes south, and we're just like, we're I'm never gonna love again. Well, love is something, love is something given by God, and love is love is a gift, and um, and marriage is a gift as well, and it's a good thing. And so I think that uh, to to just say all guys are bad, that's not a very Christian way of living, right? That's trying to that's trying to hate half of the population. So <laughs> that's one thing. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, what would you say to the girl listening right now that um, she wants to get involved? Um, you've mentioned a few things sh she could possibly do, but she's scared. Uh, she's scared to get involved. She's scared to take an action. Yet at the same time, um, she doesn't have anything else that she's really standing for in her mm -hmm. life and she's bogged down with just all the stress of her own challenges and just her own self-confidence and all mm -hmm. the things that are fire hosed at her by society. Like, what do you want to say to that girl right now listening? 
Yeah, I would say start start reading. I would say there's this book called Fighting for Life. It's written by Lila Rose. And that book will that book will tell you a personal story of Lila Rose's life and inspire you to get involved. So if you're just on the fence and you're just like, I don't know, like this sounds kind of scary. This sounds like a lot of commitment. Read the book called Fighting for Life or listen to Lila Rose's podcast and you'll just hear the joy and the peace in her voice and the the way that this has changed her life. Because yes, we are fighting for other people, but in doing things for others, we know that that it does things for ourselves as well, right? Because we know that that that's what we're called to do. And I would just say, you know, I, I say this a lot to some of my friends who are going through hard times or like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, well, let's go like volunteer at a food pantry or let's go uh, help help these people move, right? Because helping others helps yourself. Absolutely. And it helps you forget about your problems, doesn't it? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it really does. Because then you see, wow, these people have it way worse than me. <laughs> and then you feel instant gratitude. It's awesome. I mean, uh, yeah. Savannah, we have a lot of moms and dads, you know, parents on uh, the show that listen to the show and um, they're hearing you right now and they're like, wow, you know, how do I uh, raise my children um, to want to go out and fight for God and, and fight for life and fight to protect babies and, and moms? Like, how do I inspire my kids to do that when all they want to do is play video games or, or something <laughs> else, just serve or be online on their phones constantly. What mm -hmm. advice would you give to uh, the moms and dads out there from a young person's perspective that your mom and dad did really well and, yeah, it, and, yeah. and it impacted you in a positive way? I mean, I, I wouldn't be the person I was today if it wasn't for my parents and for my family. Um, And es especially my dad. I would say um, I would not be working in the pro-life movement if it wasn't for my dad. And I don't think that I would be, uh, I don't even know that I would be as as solid in my faith if it wasn't for my family. My, my, my parents did a lot of things different in society. You can't raise your children in, in this culture of death in a culturally sound way, right? You can't raise your children in the way that the culture is telling you and then expect them to come out different than what the rest of the culture is. You just, it's, you can't do that. And so my, my parents did a lot of things, right? Um, we, we all helped around the house. We all helped around the house. I learned to cook from a very young age. Um, my brother, we had a lot of land. My brothers learned how to, how to garden. My dad taught them how to garden. They had ATV. Um, they learned how to do things. None of my family, none of my brothers or myself played video games. We don't have video games, right? So they didn't even have that option to get sucked into that. Um, I didn't get a cell phone until I was a senior in high school, which is kind of crazy now. And looking back, maybe I'll give my kid a phone when I'm when they're like 16. But um phones, phones are addicting, right? We know that. Even as adults, we know that. I have to be on my phone and my computer almost all day for work, but it's still addicting. Like personally. Um, and so the longer you can wait, the longer you can have your kid grow up in sort of a, a natural order, you know, of reading, right? My parents definitely fostered, a, my mom especially fostered a love of reading in us. We had, we had so many books that the house was full of books. Um, 
prayer. We said we say prayers ever since I can remember before. Well, we say we say the bless us, O Lord prayer before dinner, uh, just the classic meal prayer. But then we also do more. We do like the saint of the day. We do the uh, they, they pray a decade of the rosary, um, just fostering that beauty and that that beauty of being a family. We had dinner together every single night. Um, you know, some people weren't always home, you know, especially when we got to high school, we weren't always home, but my mom always made an effort to have dinner for us every single night. There are things that you can do as a family to, to foster that desire in your child to do something greater. Um, my dad, when I would drive places with my dad, we'd be listening to podcasts. You know, a lot of the times we'd be listening to the radio, to Catholic radio, and he'd ask me about it. And I think that sometimes parents just kind of give up and are just like, well, we live in a corrupt society, right? Like the, the society is just going to corrupt our kids. Well, no, if you teach your kids that society is corrupt and that this is a more beautiful way to live, your kids will see that, right? Your kids will see that and they'll take that. And then, and then the other thing is letting them take that, right? And once, you know, whenever the right time is, when they're in high school, when they're a little out of high school, not being like, okay, you still have to be under my roof, right? Not 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 being that parent who's like, who's like afraid of society almost, because we were always, we were always in society, but not, but not of it, right? We were always involved doing things, but my parents had a bit, we had a very clear distinction of what was good and what was evil. So not keeping your kids from society, but teaching them how to live as a Christian in society. That's what I would say. That's powerful. Thank you for that. I think a lot of parents are confused and feel overwhelmed by the darkness that's spreading around them. Mm -hmm. And they want to give up. They're like, what's the point? Like, I can't win against all of this. Right. And, and I think that's a powerful um, conversation uh, that you're bringing up is, is to say, listen, you don't have to win against all of this. You just got to pour good and beauty and natural order into your children. Right. That's it. Right. right. That's all you need to do. You know, you need, you need to foster your family and then teach your family how to, how to live that in society. Cause if you try to change the, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing with the pro-life movement, right? It's, we can't give up. We can't say, Oh, the media is going to win against us. Right. Oh, Oh, this is, the culture is going to win against us because the minute we give up, the culture does because the culture is strong. The media is strong. But when we fight against it, when we have, when we say, no, we're going to be different, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. You know, something that's always um, <clears throat> encouraged me when I feel overwhelmed from the darkness around is how much darkness is actually required to consume the light versus how little light is required to light up the darkness. Mm. Oh, that's very interesting. It is very interesting. Like if you just look like one little flick of light in the corner of a fully dark room mm -hmm. takes away the darkness and you can mm -hmm. see, right? But you need the entire room 100% full to capacity with darkness in order to quench the light. Mm. So that's encouraging that it only takes one of us, just one light to bring mm -hmm. God's light into, it doesn't matter how big the darkness is. As long as you bring his light in, the darkness cannot, it's impossible for the darkness to consume the light. Wow. Like, like that's really cool. So Savannah, I just want to speak that into you, that encouragement, that no matter where God's calling you, if you just show up with that light of God that your parents instilled in you, which was a gift, and you just walk that in every room you go into, the darkness can never win in that room. 
ever. Yeah, that's be beautiful. Because you're there. Mm -hmm. And I want each of you listeners to remember that. Every room you walk into, if you're plugged into heaven, you win. You yeah. win. And the enemy runs every single time. So I, I think the enemy's biggest lie is that we're weak and that he's stronger. One of his biggest lies. And God's truth is that you have the power of God and you walk in his authority. And the mm -hmm. second you just call upon him, the enemy runs like a coward. And I think we need that kind of spiritual confidence in whatever it is we're being called into. And to never shudder at the darkness, never shudder at the enemy and, and cringe when you see them, but say, I don't fear the darkness. I fear no one. Nothing keeps me right. up at night. I keep the evil one up at night. Right. He's, he's thinking of ways, <laughs> right? Like I scare him. I bring God's fear into him. So I just want to speak that into everyone listening right now and just change that narrative that you're the one with the power. You're yeah. the one with this, the yeah. light. You're not victim to it, mm -hmm. any of it. Savannah, what do you want to say to our listeners as we wrap up our conversation today? Yeah, I would just say um, a few things. I would say it's it's like we were talking about before. It's it's easy to um, it's easy to say, oh, we live we live in a terrible culture. We live in a you know culture of death. But the the truth is, um, there's a verse from Esther, Esther four four fourteen, I believe. Perhaps you were born for such a time as this. And I think that each one of us was put in this time and place for a reason. God put us in this century. There's there's a, this trend going around on Instagram that's like reasons why reasons why I'm not supposed to be here or like reasons why I'm not supposed to be in this this century and like it's kind of funny because people like put pictures of them you know theoretically them in like the 17th century or whatever it's kind of funny but it's like no we, we like you are supposed to be here like God put you here for a reason you shouldn't be saying you're not supposed to be here because the divine creator put you here. So I would, I would encourage everyone to remember that perhaps you were born for such a time as this and to feel free to reach out to me. If you, if you know, if you, if you want to talk, especially if you're a young person, if you want advice, if you want help, I, I love talking to people. So feel free to reach out to me in my Instagram at sav.speakslife or my podcast at classy chicks pod on Instagram. Um, and the the other thing about being involved in the pro-life movement, sometimes we, uh, if you're involved or if, if you're thinking about getting involved, sometimes you can get caught up in, well, I'm not going to end abortion in America. And that, it's true. None of us are going to end abortion on our own. But uh, there's, there's this wonderful quote that says, uh, whoever saves one life saves the world entire. And it just kind of means if you save one life, that's one life that's going to live for eternity, right? That's not just like, you're making a little difference today. You're making a difference for every single day of that person's life. And then afterwards, when they hope, hopefully live in heaven and you hopefully get to meet them, like that's amazing. I have uh, women who I've, I helped like three years ago who are sending me baby pictures. Well, not baby pictures anymore. Their kids are like two years old. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like by that conversation, I helped make a difference in that person's life. And you have the, you have the potential to do that as well, you know, and you just, you just, need to start, start learning and start doing. And so my, my advice to people would be don't, don't sit back another day today, 
do something, do something to make a difference in this world. All right, BC Nation, Savannah's calling us out, right? Do something more than nothing. And she's challenging you and I to stop trying to get more followers and fans on social and start trying to get more followers and fans in heaven. Like ones that are going to live on forever and you're going to meet them and they're going to come to you and say, oh my gosh, I'm your biggest fan. You saved my life. You saved my baby. Like this is what we're called to, right? Eternity, eyes on eternity, eyes on eternity. It's so important to remind ourselves of that. Savannah, we're about to enter my favorite part of the show. Uh, Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you. Oh, now I... I read about this. I I heard about this. It's infamous. Uh, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show without the prizes. Are you ready? Yep. Let's go. Uh, What is your favorite thing about God? Uh, His infiniteness. See how easy that was? (laughs) What is your least favorite thing about God? Uh, The fact that sometimes it feels like you can't hear him. Yeah, I agree. And I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? Um, that's a big one. Uh, a lot of things, but this morning my oatmeal exploded in the microwave. So I have to go clean that up after this. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Okay. Got it. Uh, what are you most afraid of? Oh, hell, that's for sure. Hell and demons and the devil. Got it. Okay. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Um, overthinking my life, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like every other young person ever. Um, (laughs) excuse me what secret fear do you have about people oh i mean i don't know that this is secret but i always overthink if people like me or not when they meet me uh the answer is yes (laughs) yes is is that helpful oh okay (laughs) yes they like you right you could just use that apply that answer to the rest of your life okay and you'll be fine okay all right my video is doing funny things here um, and what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Um, I wish I had understood that you can like, that you don't have to say specific prayers to him that you can just like talk to him more. I, I guess I wish I had understood that in my brain. I, don't, I feel like I didn't really comprehend that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Right. God just wants the open heart, right? Like just real. Right. tell him what's real. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you're dealing with, what you're scared of. Uh, what's a new habit you're going to create this year? Oh, I'm trying to go to my Pilates class three times a week. That is that is something that I'm doing because I was going like once last year and it was fine, but I'm trying to go more and um, drinking more water. Drinking more water. Let's go. <laughs> I what's live it? in Florida and it's hot and I tend to get dehydrated. <laughs> you just pissed off most of America who's freezing right now. Yes. Yeah, uh, what's a bad habit you're trying, uh, you're going to break. You got me using the word try now. What's a bad uh, habit you're going to break? I think that, and I mean, this is a whole discussion, but I think that it's important for young people to like 
get dressed and like put themselves together every day, even if there's not something necessarily going on. So one bad habit I'm going to break is I work from home. And so sometimes I don't get dressed and don't do my hair or anything. And I'm going to do that this year. Mm. Yeah, for sure. You know, rolling out of bed in your PJs. Yeah. You it's know, showing up in life like you would show up at Walmart. Unacceptable. <laughs> That's a good quote. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. Um, if you could come back to life uh, and uh, after you died and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice about God and relationship with him, what would you say to them? Oh, I mean, I don't know because I haven't died yet. If this is a hypothetical. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I'm sure heaven's going to be more than anyone could ever think of. So I'm sure I, I would tell them that any struggle they're going through right now is going to be worth it. Probably. Probably. <laughs> well, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, I think. So. Wow, that certainty is encouraging. <laughs> All right. Uh, Savannah, this is the time of the show where you get to offer uh, BC Nation a homework assignment for this week. What is one action they must take this week if they want to grow closer to God and hear his plan for their life the way you've heard yours? Um, I just encourage everyone. There's so many things I could say right now, but. I don't know, read, read a chapter of your Bible, like open up. I, I do this a lot. And like, it's actually really cool. Open up your Bible to a specific, like just a random place and read whatever chapter is closest to you. Okay. There you have it. I've gotten some, some good advice that way. <laughs> All right. BC nation. If you enjoyed this show with Savannah, uh, please go write an honest review for her. Uh, you could do that at Apple Podcasts. You could do it at Stitcher.com or you could go to BrokenCatholic.com, BrokenCatholic.com and write your uh, honest review. Uh, if we like what you write, uh, I will read it live on the show and give you a shout out, which I'm about to do for handle Doc FSK. Doc FSK. Thank you for your five-star review. Uh, inspirational podcast, Broken Catholic. I love how Joseph features speakers from various walks of life and offers not only an array of topics, but also their journeys in faith. His questions are thoughtful and, and thought-provoking. If you listen, you will encounter the one who first loved you, God. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you, Doc FSK, for your five-star review. Uh, go write yours right now uh, for Savannah. She showed up powerfully. She's a young lady on a mission for God. She's helping women and babies and also their dads, right? Let's, you know, we didn't speak about the dads, but I've done that on other shows, um, you know, and the dads are, are a major part of this, right? 100%. In, in the pro-life movement. Savannah, where does uh, BC Nation go to find out more about you and get involved with you? What do you got? So my Instagram handle is at sav.speakslife. My website is savspeakslife.com. My podcast is at Classy Chicks Pod. And then if you want to find out about live action, uh, their um, Instagram is, wait one second, it's liveaction.org. And then um, the other thing that I didn't talk about much today, uh, my, my fashion brand, Culture of Life Fashion 1972, it's not my fashion brand. I write for them. They're a pro-life fashion brand. Uh, they're Culture of Life Fashion on Instagram. But if you just message me at, at Sav Speaks Life, I can also help you get to any of those places. Savannah, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you so much for having me. And we're complete. Cool. Good job. That, was that good? I think it was good.
Good. What do you I think? Do yep, that was good. <laughs> and we had fun. Awesome. Yes. For that sure. is awesome. How can I help you specifically? Oh, I don't know. Nothing much. I mean, no. Just keep <laughs> keep in touch. If there's ever, uh, I do I do weekend nannying and stuff. So if you ever need a nanny for your kids, if you ever need a babysitter, I'm in the area. I always like to tell people that. Uh, You're across the me. bridge. You know how far that is? Across the bridge, all the <laughs> across way across the bridge. It's like a different state. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It's funny because driving distance down here, like I'm used to like driving in Chicago and you drive like an hour to get a mile. So yes. like I will drive, I'll drive two hours for something and like not think anything of it. And then I'm telling someone to come somewhere and they're like, it's 25 minutes away. Like that's kind of far. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so I've been living in South Tampa for quite some time now yeah. right? and uh, totally spoiled because- um, your entire lifestyle is within a five minute drive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Six minutes makes it inconvenient. Uh, That's crazy. 10 minutes makes it not even worth it. Like, sorry. That's I can't, crazy. I can't, I can't even imagine. It's total spoilness. Okay. Yeah. So, question you're in sure. South, Pan do you guys know the Bird family? The Bird. Yeah. 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 Kimberly Bird? Quincy. Yeah. Yeah. Quincy and Kimberly. Oh, that's so funny. You know, yeah, she they, works for the They're at church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that she works for live action? We do. She's an attorney. Oh, that's so that's so funny. Um, so wait, so Christ the King, you guys go to Christ the King? Mm -hmm. Um, are your kids old enough to go to the youth group or no? Wait, how old are you kids? So uh, I have a beautiful three year old. Okay. Um, she's about to turn three, and then my son is one and a half. Got you. So and not you. And our third one is due in two months. Yeah. Oh, so exciting yeah okay never Why mind then well because I've, I've spoken for the youth group many times at christ not many times like three times at christ the king and so i was just wondering but that's so funny yeah i love kimberly she's like kind of like a work mom to me she she's awesome but that's that's funny yeah for sure no uh christ the king was the main reason why south tampa it's uh wow. the one church where i just felt at home out of all the churches across the country, I was just like, this is where I want to raise a family, start start my life and everything like that. So, yeah, great parish. Really cool. Um, Savannah, as you go forward, I want you to keep me in mind, uh, keep the show in mind um, just with what you're up to, okay? I don't know when it's going to happen specifically, but in my quiet time years ago, God gave me two very clear uh, purposes for my life. And uh, the first one was um, to bring his sons back to him. And I've been doing that and figuring out what that actually looks like. And now I'm very clear on it. And I, we've been doing that the past few years. So I do elite men's coaching, right? Oh, so right. for guys that are doing seven figures plus um, that want to dominate their industries, make even more money, but do it without failing their families. Mm -hmm. That's what I help them to do. Wow. Right, so we save marriages, kids' relationships get restored. Wow. They break all the addictions, and it's God's power that just heals them. And it's ninety days or less guaranteed, and it's awesome. So wow. that's the work I get to do, which is fantastic. That's amazing. It is. It is. Uh, the <laughs> second calling God put on my life that scared the heck out of me, made me almost curl up in fetal position, um, was very clear: end abortion in America. Oh, wow. End quote. And I was like, 
yeah, I don't want to do that. Right. And, um, back that was years ago and, and, uh, immediately I had to take action out of obedience. Well, what do you want me to do? And he got me involved in some things. I helped them out and then it went crickets and it was like, okay. So I, I realized that could be a 10 year goal. That could be a 30 years from now type of thing. But I do know I am called to be instrumental in ending abortion in America. I don't know what that looks like, but I wanted to just share that with you transparently. I will definitely keep you in the loop now. Do you have, what's your like best contact information? The best contact, um, I will just give you my cell, um, because text, text is the best way to reach me. Everything else I really don't pay attention to between you and I. All right. So 727-277-9522. That's right. I will keep you in the loop for sure. And I'll also let you guys know when there's stuff going on, you know, in the Tampa area. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you'll know probably honestly more than me at this point, but... um. Yeah, I know. So, well, my wife's dream, one of her dreams, is to meet Lyle LaRose. Oh well. So, if you have any pull in that, please yeah. do let me know. Or if she's coming to town, or anything like that, or for Orlando, sure. or anything uh, for, for sure. that, I would love to make that happen for my wife. Yeah, she's in. She's in South California. She's in California right now, and she. She travels a lot for speaking engagements, but I don't know a whole, I don't know if there's, um, she doesn't really do a whole ton in Florida, but one thing we're trying to do is get live action more around Florida, the, the Tampa Bay area. Um, but I'll let you guys know. I'll also let you guys know when, yeah, yeah. I'll keep you in the loop for sure because there are definitely opportunities. She's like super personal people as well. And she likes to meet as many people as possible, but she also has a family. So like, she doesn't do it. She isn't everywhere as much as she used to be, for sure. No, I get it completely. Has um, your wife read, read Fighting for Life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she okay. was one of the uh, the early adopters that helped promote it, I guess. Oh, amazing. What yeah. is your, did your wife have an Instagram? I feel like I don't know. She does. Uh, I'm trying to think what it is. Actually, let me pull it up, and then that will be easier to do. Because I, I believe I'm following yours now, but. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't been on it in a while, so you can see some of the posts are pretty old. But uh, mm-hmm. my wife has the more recent pictures of the babies. Aww. Let's also just text her if that's easier now it's uh fallon escapes at fallon escapes f-a-l-o-n escapes plural she's got the the red square on her profile got it 
There's my daughter and son. Look at them. Well, I, she's private, so I can't see them yet. Oh, Except you got to get invited in. That's right. <laughs> got to make it. All right, cool. Um, yeah, if if you need introductions or anything, especially in the um, the local Tampa area. Or Amazing, yeah. Price the King or anything like that. Um, there's some powerful, uh, you know, introductions that could be had. And... If you're looking to meet a great guy, I may or may not know one or two young, we'll awesome <laughs> men. So okay. I actually have one coming to mind right now, but okay. well, I will leave it to we'll you to ask. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch and, we'll, and I'm sure I'll see you around, honestly. I don't go to Christ the King regularly because it's kind of far for me, but... Um, wait, wait, did you say far? No. <laughs> It's across the bridge. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. But, okay. But anyway, yes, we will be in touch. And yeah. And I also work at have you Blessed Cup. Blessed Cup? Coffee shop. Yeah. It's no, far from you. It's far from you. It's in Clearwater. I work as a barista there in the mornings and I meet a lot of people through that. So if you're ever in the Clearwater Beach here, next time, actually next time you come to Clearwater Beach, mm-hmm. stop in there. Blessed Cup. Yeah. That's it's a cool. Christian coffee shop. I only work early morning, so you probably wouldn't see me, but it's a cool place to go to. No, no, that is very cool. It's on the beach? It's like right off the beach. I mean, they say it's on the beach. Is it north of the roundabout or south? So it's that big pink building. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, What do you mean north or south? So the roundabout, when you come across the bridge? Yes, it's after the roundabout. Right, but do you go north on the roundabout or do you go south? Maybe when you come across the causeway yeah. to the beach, oh, oh, you hit the roundabout just, and you go make a right, a right or a, okay, yeah. so it's right, so it's north. Sorry, oh, I did north and south, okay. silly directions. I, I'm terrible. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so you make a right towards Hooters. And yes, that, yes, 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 and then it's farther down than that. Okay, cool. That's pretty much where we uh, we tend to go by the Sand Pearl, uh, is where we'll yeah, go. Yeah, it's literally right over there. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Savannah, I got to run. God bless you. Your show. Thank you. You're welcome. Your show, this episode goes live this Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. So Uh you'll you'll find that the next episode will just appear. It will be yours. Uh, So you could grab it off all the major platforms, promote it however you see fit. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Savannah. Have a blessed day. Bye. Have a good day. Bye.